Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 12. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, I'm very excited about today's guest. But before uh, we get into it, I want to start off with two quotes. The first quote that I want to start off with is, if you don't toot your own horn, don't complain that there's no music. My second quote goes like this. Promote yourself until it pays off. I said that to say this, that not only do I promote this, uh, if you will, podcast, uh, live stream podcast, Rodian Radio, but I also promote my city and the cities around it, which is what we call the harbor area. Now, why am I promoting the harbor area? Simply this. The greatest, or, or if I should say, the most popular or the most famous rapper in the world today came out of the Harbor area, and that would be Snoop Dogg uh, from the city of Long Beach. One of the greatest tattoo artists comes out of the city of San Pedro, which is Mr. Cartoon from the Harbor area. One of the most famous uh, pop lockers in the world came out of the city of Wilmington, which would be Boogaloo Shrimp, Michael Chambers, Turbo from Breaking, okay? Um, where gangster rap was created was created in the city of Old Torrance, which is the Harbor area uh, by Dr. Dre, uh, Easy e Ice Cube, the whole NWA camp. It was created in audio achievements. The mixtapes were created or sold at, in Gardena at the Rhodium Swami, which is the home of the West Coast uh, mixtape. That is the home of the West Coast mixtape once again. Uh, the founder, if you will, of Uncle Jam's Army is from the city of Harbor City, went to Norbon High School. He is the founder of Uncle Jam's Army. So much talent uh, has come out of this area that uh, I like to uh, shed a little bit of light because nobody else does. Once again, this is the Harbor area. And as for me, I never go around tooting my own horn or bragging. But I will say this, in the late 90s, uh, late 80s, uh, uh, if I should say, 1987, I began doing rhodium mixtapes for a Japanese vendor by the name of Steve Yano, uh, who came out of the city of Whittier. I did mixtapes for him that featured Easy e uh, uh, Ice Cube, um, Dr. Dre, JJ Fad, MC Ren, DJ Quick, High C, uh, Young MC, Tone Loke, etc. Can nobody else say that or take that away from me? That was an opportunity that was given to me by a man named Steve Yano. So that is part of my history. And I too come out of the Harbor area from the city of Wilmington. Now my next guest come from the same area, Harbor, uh, 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 Harbor area, the city of Carson. So without further ado, allow me to introduce my brothers, uh, Daz and DJ Tricks, Spanish Fly. So how you guys doing, man? Good, bro. Just happy to be here, man. So, Tony A. 
Yes. Uh, dads, I want to start with you first. Yeah. Uh, first of all, why do they call you dads? Because most people today that don't know you, right. here's what they think. He stole that name from right. dads, corrupt, or whatever. So right. if you can explain that first. Yeah, for sure. Born born with it. Okay. David Arellano Zamora. So it's Say it a little name. bit louder, bro. David Arellano Zamora. So D-A-Z. D-A-Z, dads. Dad. And how long has it been calling you that? 80s. Okay, late since the 80s. 80s. Late 80s, Okay, yeah. and uh, DJ Tricks, how did that come about? Um... I don't know, man. Just um, I used to always mess around, play jokes on people. Uh, then the DJ skills, uh, it just kind of stuck, man. You know, okay. tricks and uh, just just went with this since then. Okay, okay. Now, uh, before we get into Spanish Fly, before we get into the actual documentary, before we get into Essa Rich Rock, so eating with the bullet, I usually just like to ask my guests uh, a little bit of their background, uh, what shaped and molded them to who they are today. In your household, uh, you growing up, what city did you grow up in? City of Carson. City of Carson. Now, were you born and raised there? Yeah, I was born and raised there. For a little bit, we lived in Wilmington. Okay. Being a okay. kid, but most of most of my um, young years, I was in Carson. Okay. It was just like me. Uh, uh, I lived in Compton until I was about nine years old, and I was pretty much raised here. I'm 51 now, right. so you could say over 40 years I've been here. So, uh, um, and, and you, uh, Frank? Uh, I was born and raised in San Pedro. Uh, my dad bought a house in uh, Carson, I believe, in 83. So we moved okay. to Carson, and that's where I met these guys at. Uh, my parents are originally from Wilmington. Okay. They grew up in Wilmington, and I uh, met there, went to Banning, and uh, yeah, just okay. all around the harbor. Okay. Uh, um, what what uh, uh, elementary school did you attend? Dolores. Dolores Street School. And um, uh, junior high? No, this is elementary. No, no, Carson, uh, from elementary... Oh, middle high? school, Carnegie. Carnegie. Yeah. And uh, what about high school? Carson. Carson. What year did you graduate? 92. 92. See, I was supposed to graduate in 86, but I uh, never made it that far. Oh. <laughs> and what What about you, Frank? I went to uh, Barton Hill in San Pedro. And then uh, when uh, we had moved, uh, lived at my grandma's for a year, went to Hawaiian Avenue on the west side of Wilmington. Uh, then Dolores, where this guy went, and uh, went to Carnegie. Went to Banning High School for a year, right here in Wilmington, and then uh, Carson High. So, so and I heard you talking earlier that you were going to Banning and that you were going to get beat up or something like that. What happened with that? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, you know it was. Uh, <clears throat> I don't even remember, man. It just, you know, this is when uh, the 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 electro uh, rap was big. Okay, and we were DJing, and uh, and the cholo stuff started coming out. You remember in the late eighties? Gang was at like all time high. Oh man, it was it was crazy, and you know I didn't, I wasn't from Wilmington, so I had to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, chill attraction. So, 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 uh, David, growing up in, in your home, in your household, with mm -hmm. your mother and your father, what, uh, um, what type of music would your mother play or your father play? What type of music did you grow up with? Well, my mom and dad, they, they listen to a lot of mariachi. Okay. Mariachi music, um, Juan Graviel, uh, my brothers, uh, that was a big influence. They played Beatles. Okay. From the Beatles. Like a lot of classic rock. Some oldies, but more mostly classic rock and Spanish. Like, like I said, Luis Miguel too was played a lot. Okay, like Juan Gabriel was huge yeah. uh, for my mom. But right. so uh, uh, you mentioned brothers. How many brothers and sisters do you have? There's five of us total. Two brothers, two sisters. And you're the baby. I'm the baby. They went to Banning actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but they're older, bro. So, so did, did did they live here in Wilmington? Yeah. Well, my parents got here from TJ. Uh huh. Uh, I think my sister was like. I mean, 16. Okay. So she went to Banning. All right. Um, and then they all went to Banning. I think me and my me and my younger sister went to Carson. Okay. They went to Banning. Yeah. And and uh, what part of Mexico <clears throat> are your mom and dad from? Uh, Purépero, Michoacan. 
Both of them? Both of them. Cool, yeah. cool. They're from there, then they moved to T Tijuana. Tijuana, same yeah. thing. My parents were from Torreon. From Torreon, they went to TJ, then they came to Compton. And and uh, um, uh, you, what type of music did your mother and your father uh, play as you were growing up? Well, Tony, it was uh, it was it was a music household. So uh, my dad played in bands. I think he made his first record in 1980. So he really? played with a band, Mescal, and they were playing with groups like Pancho Sanchez, Tierra, Malo, uh, War. And then my mom, she used to play, you know, Pink Floyd and uh, Wow, Rappers Delight. This is like you know late 70s, and uh, I remember even uh, my dad were chilling right there in the living room yeah, with yeah. Brent Wood, smoking joints, and I'm real. I <laughs> so I mean, that. I was it was always music, man, around, and, right. and you know, my dad bought me like a piano and drums when I was a little kid. But it wasn't until you know the turntables. Well, what type of instrument did your dad play? He's a percussionist, plays congas, tembales, sings. Okay. He plays with the Topics right here in, from Wilmington, Pedro. And oh, so he still plays? Still playing to this day, still doing recordings. And well, now, now that you're into music, like, how was your relationship with them? Do you guys ever collab on anything? Yeah, we, we actually, yeah, we, we do, man. It's, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, we uh, worked on some stuff, trying to trying to get some stuff out, but, you know, a slow, slow process. Okay. And, uh, he got, he got, you know, my dad's, I think, 66 now, so... Wow. So he's you know he's retired so he's got time now to yeah he still plays every weekend though so uh, it's, it's been an inspiration my mom too uh all the music my mom really got me in all the top 40 the okay. beatles and uh all that stuff man okay. that used to be at my house yeah okay I mean, I was all the time. Music. <laughs> how many brothers and sisters do you have i actually only got two sisters okay younger so you're sisters. the only you're the only man yeah young guy the boy only guy okay and are you the baby our oldest Oh, okay. You're the oldest. You're the protector of your sisters. Yes. That's the way you should be. That's yeah. the way. See, I got five brothers, four sisters. So all my five brothers, I have like, well, four of them are older. One of them is younger, but all of them were like big bully guys. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was like the total opposite. I, I never worked out until like <laughs> a couple of years ago, you know? Right, right. Uh, uh, so now in high school, did you play any sports? No, nah, not really. A little bit of soccer, but like not not at Carson no? High. No. We didn't have a soccer team, bro. No, they at Carson, a, they didn't. They later they were gonna wow. make one, yeah. But I okay. Was, yeah. And that, now, okay, you know what? Let me ask you an interesting question. Uh, uh, when you were going to Carson, what what was the, uh, if you will, the ethnicities that were attending at that time? Because when I went to Bannon, it was blacks, whites, yeah. Mexicans, mm -hmm. Filipinos, Samoans. Yeah. You know, it was that's what made our football team great. Right. You know, in the eighties. So when you went, what, what was it? Uh, you know diverse man diverse? yeah black a lot of Samoan yeah Mexican Filipino but the football team was 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 pretty pretty good okay yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. yeah and and um you, you Frank uh did you play any sports at all uh, I did baseball when I was a little kid but uh was, okay it was always music no, no high school sports no nothing like nah, that. Nah, just not at Carson High man it was, it was dominated over there yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think when we went there the football team won every oh, year yeah. 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 So yeah, it was, yeah. yeah Bannon and Carson were always, oh, always right. Yeah, you remember that? I mean, it goes back since the '80s, you know. And I think that's what made the Harbor area, believe it or not, also very famous, <clears throat> right? You know, and also right. uh, Long Beach Poly, right? You know. But um, anyways, so what made? When were you first introduced? Because I know you DJ and I know you mm -hmm. produce now. But if I'm correct, you started out as a DJ, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, who was it that you saw, heard, or what motivated you to do uh, as far as uh, as a youngster to start DJing? DJing. A lot. I mean, Frank introduced me to a lot of that stuff. Okay. And you, 
Okay. Tony A. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to look up to you, man. Okay. You know I mean, he said just, used to. No, I still do. I still do. No, I still do, bro. Right. You no. know, so respect. But yeah. Um, and then you know, San Marica and all that. Just, just hearing all that, all the parties okay. back then, and you and the the classic battles, DJ One on One versus Tony yeah. A, all that kind of stuff. And you know, Frank was a big part too. You know, yeah. I, I've been trying to get a hold of that guy, <laughs> Raul. Uh, uh, Raul, uh, DJ One on One, DJ Raw. He gives himself like so many different names <laughs> now. I know he's from Carson, and I know he moved out to uh, San Pedro. I think right. he still lives there. Right. Yeah. I I caught up with him last year on Instagram. And I think it was like in October. And I said, hey, man, let's talk. And here's what he told me. Uh, let's wait till after the holidays. And I'm like, but you could just call me right now, you know? Bro, so, yeah. But he did it. And it's been a year and we still haven't caught up. Yeah, he, he, he was not one, one thing. He was cool, man. I remember uh, yeah. when I met him one time and I went in Carson. He lived in Carson. Okay. And I went to his pad. He was showing me cuts. Oh, wow. Now, 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 yeah. now, Frank, let me ask you a question. Would you say that at that time, Raul was like the thing or the man of Carson? Uh, yeah, Raul Gonzalez. He goes by six block now. I would say it was Joe Cooley from Long Beach. Okay. And you but were up there. You mean from the city of Compton? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then LA, LAJ. Okay. John Batista was up there. And then uh, Raul, he was definitely okay. up there, man. He was definitely See, up I there. See, I got a story that I want to share with John Batista, but he'll never come on this show because uh, um, a lot of people have um, this concept of him. And he's the homie. <clears throat> but one day he calls me and he says, can you show me how to turn my turntables on can you show me how to scratch can you show me how to blend and uh you know you do that for certain people yeah and then you kind of go on and they never remember you or uh, shout yeah, yeah you know that's those things happen so but we'll get into all that later so uh i know you dg as well okay yes. uh who did you see what did you hear or who inspired you to right. start picking up the ones and twos Man, uh, let me see, around 6th, 7th grade, I wanted turntables badly. This is around when Jam Master J was like okay. Run DMC, the big influence from New York. And uh, Egyptian Lover, man, shout out to Egyptian Lover when he made What is a DJ. Of course. I was like, man, that's what I want to do. And then I was about 6th, 7th, 8th grade, and Big John's Hall was a place in, in Carson, a venue yes. in Carson where Uncle Jam's Army was there. Uh, I seen LA Dream Team there, Knights of the Turntable. Shout out to Knights of the Turntable from Carson. They were there. Yeah. And these That's guys right. were like major influences um, early because I yeah. see them with drum machines mm -hmm. and echo chambers. Yes. And yes. I was just like, man, then you guys split image. And I yeah. just remember just like, I was like, man, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I want to be up there. I want right. to scratch the record my way, you know? And right. it was just, yeah. it was big. It was big. Hip hop was so competitive. Yes. And yes. that's how we took it over right. into the, you know, the hip hop, Chicano rap, whatever it is. And uh, it was just, it was just, man, it was like a dream. Yeah. Hip hop yeah. was so beautiful back then. You know, it's funny because back then, uh, uh, when I, every DJ had their own style, their own uh, right. scratch, yes. you know? And I remember people tell me, how did you come up with that scratch? I used to always, the best example that I can give them was, um, if you can hear it here, it, you can do it here. Right, right, you know, right. It's almost, you have to hear it, you know? And today, the sad thing is, it's almost kind of like the mumble rap. Everybody sounds the same. Yeah. The music sounds the yeah. same. And all the DJs sound the same because all they're doing is flicking their fingers and making UFO noises. Yeah. That's yeah. all they're doing. It. Yeah. And that's really, uh, that's, Everybody has the same style now, right? So, but uh, um, so what would you say? When about what age did you get your first turntables? Oh man, take me back. I, how old was I? Maybe. Would you say still teenagers, early twenties? Yeah, that was, that was like maybe eighteen, nineteen. Now were they twelve hundreds? They were twelve hundreds. What happened was I wanted the techniques. I think okay. you had them already. I used to go to Frank's house. 
he had the techniques all nice, man. I remember seeing him. He had the coffin too. He had the right, coffin, right. the mixer, and I wanted yeah. those. And uh, Still they were a them. grip. So my brother-in-law, remember the recycler? It was yeah, of course, like, of course, the yeah. magazine, the yeah, yeah. recycler. And I looked in the recycler. My older brother was like, hey, you find them, I'll take you. Okay. So I found them. Um, shoot, I forgot what I paid. Uh, maybe like... I don't know, five hundred. Okay, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I got them. Yeah. I still have them. Well, five hundred for both. I think I did. Okay. I think I paid five or six or something. Okay. And and well, how old were you when you first got your turntable? I think uh, my dad had bought it for me in '86, so okay. I must have been uh, around fifteen for those. But I, I got some uh, Marantz when I was like 14, 13. Okay. Just to see if it's you know my dad ain't gonna go spend. Right. They're like three forty nine back then. Right. The, the hundreds. People have to understand that Technique twelve hundreds yeah. were like the holy grail oh, man. turntables, man. You man. know. I save uh, money for those. I, I mean, it's like a car, bro. You know, you clean them. Oh and man. Blow on them, make sure <laughs> lift the needle and everything. That you know. Was, oh, so yeah. so uh, okay. Hope you guys were DJing. Um, at what point? At what point? Because I know you guys pretty much grew up together. Did you guys meet, or how did you meet Esther Rich Rock? Man, you're taking me back, and uh, I forget a lot of shit. Right. But, so, because Rich Rock lived kind of like down the street from me. Mm -hmm. Like a dead-end street. City of Carson. Yeah. Correct. I lived on Neptune Avenue, and his was, uh, what was the street? Down Street. Marbella. Marbella. Marbella, Marbella yeah. Bob. He had this little click Marbella Bob. Anyway, okay. He lived on Marbella, dead-end street. We used to walk to school. Uh, through there but so i want to say i met rich probably probably middle school man yeah definitely if it wasn't sixth grade it was probably like when i was going to carnegie okay carnegie middle school so but no, you got seventh same grade age? yeah he was like uh was he maybe he's around my age okay he's either my age or a year older than me so okay. he's around there and frank um well i was uh doing music already like you know turntables okay. recording on cassettes uh with some guy uh marcus and uh Robin and Matthew, uh, Cutfather now. They ended up moving to Seattle, Simone guys. Okay. And um, uh, shout out Zulu Nation. They are all into uh, all the Zulu Nation. I really, I was back then, African Mabata and all that. And they was like, you want to be down with Zulu Nation? I'm like, yeah, what is that? You know, it's. You say, yeah, what is that? <laughs> it was hip hop. It was Big John's Hall at the time and Samarica and all this stuff, man. Uncle Jam's Army. And uh, so we had this crew and uh, Super Deaf Creators. That's what we were called. And we thought we were all that. And. Uh, Trying to make demos. Delama Mall and Torrance used to have a studio by the arcade. And yeah. We made a demo over there in 86. And then uh, Richard, Rich Rock, came to, came to Carnegie in seventh grade. And uh, these other guys are like, he's the baddest. And he's battling black guys over there and beating them. Yeah. And Really? And I said, what? You can't. And then my boy battled. He, be, he ended up beating my boy. And then I said, hey, man, let's make a demo, man. Was, he was in seventh and I was in eighth. So uh, he came over and we just started. Uh, was he freestyling or songs that he had already written? He read them. Okay. He, stuff he read down, like uh, he'd have this style, like Asian, 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 Asian. He rapped like that, like rhyming every word. And I okay. was like, okay, all right. I don't really like it, but all right. Right. And uh, I said, hey, why don't you make a song like this, uh, ABCs? And he did like the ABC rap. Right. Where he rhymed like all the letters, like, you know. All the alphabet. All the alphabet. I go, damn, this guy got talent, man. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, we just started making demos in 86. Uh, started sending them out, Macola, uh, JDC Records, uh, Egyptian Empire. Uh. And, and at this time, it was just you and him? Yeah, me and him. This is like okay. when Run DMC were big. LL okay. Cool J, he'd, he'd, uh, Richard used to think he was LL Cool J. He put on yeah. a radio album and stand on his bed and do the whole album. Like, wow. Like, he actually thought he was, you know, LL or, or yeah, Run when, or something. When you say that, I remember um, the Red La Tigra. 
Yeah, definitely. And yeah. gray gray cords. Gray cords, yeah. And the fucking uh, I think it was if it wasn't Adidas, it was those Elise, Elise. with, the, with yeah. the tongue hanging out, bro. Yeah. And his brim hat. Brim hat. Don't okay, lie. see that's, that's how Rich I remember Rock him. Right that's where, where I met him. He was wearing the, straight hip hop, like shit. the brim hat. Okay, and I remember he had kind of like bigger hair, like kind of like curly hair a little mm -hmm. bit, and he had his ears popping yeah, big out. Big ears, yeah. Okay, and I remember I saw him at San Marico Hall, ah. and I thought he was dope. You know, he had the black brim hat, the white shirt, and I forgot what shoes, but he had some black pants, probably, possibly some dicky pants. No. But I hooked up with him, and I told him I want to work. I want to work with you. You know, all I had to offer was just a four track because I was doing the mixtapes at right. the time. Okay, this was actually before I actually hooked up with High C at the Rhodium. Okay, and I was bringing him over. I was riding my uh, Schwinn Beach Cruiser all the way to Carson, oh, picking him up on the cruiser, um, uh, you know, on the handlebars, riding him back. And then uh, I had just gotten the ultimate breaks and beats. So I just had instrumentals and we were kind of going back and forth. So after maybe like a four or five sessions of that, uh, um, that's when NWA had went on tour. So we had nobody to rap on my mixtapes anymore. So I asked Steve, mm. I want to get this guy. And he goes, well, let's try out the other guy first, which was High C. Mm. So it was, it was either, either going to be Ridge Rock or High C. And Steve decided to go with High C because he sounded more like easy. Ah, uh, yeah, you got that so, voice. So that's what mm. we did. But okay, so around what time or when did you guys come together to form a uh, uh, Spanish fly? Wait, what was that, man? Uh, so, but because what you're saying is that you and Rich Rock <clears throat> are already together. Okay, now let me ask you this. When did uh, uh, Daz uh, come a part of the group? Well, me and Daz were DJing for years, yeah, man. DJing we were like thing. best friends, you know, okay. and uh, Rich Rock was the rapper. So attractions. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, like a KRS-One style. Rich Rock was like, a, uh, could probably do some of his raps, but I won't do that. He was more like a educated type rapper. Right. And uh, really good, man. Like I said, battling mm -hmm. people, man. Okay, you know, killing can you, it. Can you give us like a four-bar verse? Just a four-bar verse. He had this one called Rhyming Detective, bro. Okay. Damn. Give us like a four-bar. Just dope. give the people I'll, I'll an idea. You, uh, I'll give you one he did in 13 years old when I, when I told him. Because uh, I was producing a lot of stuff from, So I tell him, hey, you know, let's do a song about this. Uh, the, the ABCs, for instance, and uh, the letter R, he said uh, every every letter. So you can't use and, it, but, or none of that. It okay. So the R was Rich Rock's a reckless rhymer, radio's a reminder, relish, removal, rock and roll, resigner. I reverse, retire, retreat, and rehire. Rely on Rich Rock, respect, raps, reliar. And that was just the R, and every, every yeah, letter everything. was like that. Wow. And I was like, man, so uh, wow. See, we couldn't get a deal, man. See, see, the reason why I have to bring that out is because mo most people just think that it's just 18 with the bullet. Nah. Not even. You, yeah. you know, so it's more than that. And, oh, yeah. And it's important for the public to see that because when they think Spanish fly, they just think that. Yeah. And, and, and they, they should, cause that, but that's only a part of it. Right. It's only a part of it. So, <clears throat> so now, did you guys have another name before the name Spanish fly? No, nah, nah, we just, just went by DJ, our names, yeah, DJ just, names, Rich Rock. Man. Okay, now who came up with the name Spanish Blood? <sighs> man, that's I, I just remember. I don't. I don't. We were I, like I, all I in the room remember. together. I, just you remember that? Stuck. I remember being in the yeah. room, and then, but I can't say like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I think I remember I just, we were we were toying with the idea of being MWA. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it was something we yeah. we had talked about MWA, like Mexicans would add to. But uh, nah, thank God we didn't do that. Even right. though it had probably been good, but. But the fly stuck because it stood for uh, foolish local yeah. youngster. 
Okay, I, so, me- I remember that. I remember. Can, we, can yeah, you say that again so people can uh, hear you? The fly, Spanish fly, fly was foolish local youngster. Okay, and, and once we 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 like all came up with what can fly stand for? We had all kind of things. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, one that I remember when we were talking about that, discussing it was uh, the fool's light in Yesca. Fool's okay. light in Yesca. See, now that makes sense. Spanish. Uh, 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 fools, lighting, yes, go, whatever, yeah, or the, the other name that you said. See, because when I think Spanish fly, now here's where I get a little bit perverted because I'm in junior high and one of my friends brings a porn magazine and we see Spanish fly and and, and it had a question Do you want to get a girl horny? That's yeah, what it yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, so right. the Spanish fly, you put it in her drink, gets a girl horny, right. you get laid. Okay, but uh, now you don't need that. You just that, need that might have been of part of the idea. <laughs> so okay. that might have been part of the idea, but it was actually fly meant like dope or fresh. Fly, so yeah. Spanish. These guys are fly. Like fly girl. It's a hip hop word. But it's yeah. part of it though, because you know that's an aphrodisiac, right? It makes you feel some kind of way. Right. So it's a double music, meaning. Yeah, our music makes you feel some kind of way. Okay. Okay. Too. So so now uh, you guys are working together. You're doing the beats. Uh, um, and if I'm correct, you're being the DJ. Well, both of you guys are actually the, D- the DJs. Now, at this time, was there anybody else involved in this group other than just you three? Uh, I mean, we had friends over with us, but it was most likely us. Uh, predominantly you I three mean, guys. Just, okay. Just, just us, yeah. And and um, so now, how many songs, have, demos have you guys done before Soy 18 with the Bullet was released? Did you guys have multiple stuff? Did you guys release it on the streets? Yep. Uh, uh, how did you guys get known uh, on the streets uh, uh, as far as uh, uh, passing out demos? Uh, how did you guys do that? Or it's it was got around, huh? Yeah, as far as the, the Spanish fly stuff, the stuff with the 18 with the bullet or the... the oh, just before, one. prior. Prior. Remember, we had a demo. We had yeah. demo tape everywhere, man. Was, okay. People were calling us from Riverside and right. saying, we want to sign you guys. And uh, that that tape, that's the tape actually in uh, 1991 we sent to... Uh, to Virgin Records, oh, Capitol right. Records. Uh, With the four track? We even gave uh, uh, Steve one. Steve you know, his wife. We gave his wife one. Okay, Susan. Right. Okay. And uh, we, that tape was going everywhere. Now, do you remember, if you don't remember, kind of give me a ballpark figure on on a year. It'd be 90 Okay. for that tape because by 91, we were already in the studio. So. Yeah, because okay. uh, 91, I think, is when 18 with the Bullet came out. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, 91. Okay. So. But it, it, obviously, it was done yeah, yeah, before yeah. Late, that. Late yeah. 80s, we're working on it. What was the demo it? tape? Okay, it was, it was a demo yeah. tape in '90. So that tape say, was everywhere. I remember one day I was in continuation, and this, this Cholo 90, guy came in and threw uh, the tape in on the radio. I go, "Where'd you get that tape?" He goes, "From a G ride from from Harbor City." And I was like, "Check this out! I got the updated version." So that tape was going everywhere, man. That's, okay. that's kind of how, uh, yeah, it's kind of how our style was getting out. I thought, you okay. know, because we had this is this is like ten songs on there. It ain't just eight. It was a whole writer. It's right. It's all and these were cassettes, cassette yeah. tapes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you know, it's funny because. I had somewhat of a similar story, except Steve was selling them at the swamp meet, you know, and it was yeah. only like one song, and we never, we didn't think it was ever going to do anything, you know. But uh, uh, like the High C album was actually done in 1990, but because right. they were waiting, waiting for the right time, it didn't come out till December 1991. But right. it, was, it was actually yeah. al- already a year old, right? Yeah, you know, because I was at, thing. I was at Carson, and everyone had the tape. I mean, they yeah, were bumping it. Yeah, you were still, you were still in high school, yeah, yeah. when it came out. Okay. And I just yeah. exited, yeah. That's and right. So so that song, so 18 with the bullet, um it is such a slow type of beat that I didn't it was funny because I didn't think anybody can rap to that to that beat. No, you're right. You yeah. know, because I remember when I first heard it, 
I actually thought in the very beginning he was talking, like going to introduce, and that was the style that he used wow. for the whole thing. It, but you know what? It worked. A lot of people dug it. Right. A lot of people dug it. Now, when you guys first heard it, did you guys think it would be your first single? I think another one was uh, Don't Let Them Get You Down, right? Oh, yeah. We kept yeah. trying. We were going to different studios, right. and uh, it wasn't working out. We were having problems because we didn't have a sampler. Okay. Yep. So so we you know we had to use what was there. Uh, when we go to the studio, remember, and then finally right. we said, let's uh, let's switch it up and do it on a bullet. Right. And that was not going to be the the first uh, song we put out, but it, it worked out anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, um, real quickly, David, what record labels, if you can remember, were were looking into you or were showing interest in signing you guys for the whole Spanish fly? Uh, <clears throat> like Frank said, a lot of them were sent out, but I remember when. Um, well, Murray okay. from Familia Records telling me, you know, okay, say, say, say it a little bit louder. Yeah, yeah, Murray from Familia. I remember he told me Easy he wanted to sign us. Okay, uh, Murray, yeah, that, uh, that would be Murray who? Brunfield. Murray Brunfield. Yeah. Okay, that was after. Yeah. And uh, do you recall anybody? Because I, I know you said you mentioned people from Riverside said, recalling. Yeah, it was a couple guys from Riverside that I, I don't know if they knew people from uh, Lighter Shade of Brown or I think Lighter Shade of Brown barely had TJ Knights came out mm -hmm. the, the kind of like the club song. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think they wanted to start an independent label. Okay. But around that time, we were already working with LAJ, John Batista, and he had wow. he had some kind of contacts in New York with uh, oh, Mercury yeah, Records. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And we were going to uh, Jay's house. Right. And remember, we were doing we the did. demos, and he was yeah. tightening them all up. He had an MPC and uh, a Kai MPC, which is a right. sampler drum machine. And um, right. so we were going over there, and uh, he just it seemed like he kept lagging, man. I'm like. And he's the one yeah. actually pulled out the the, the ladder shade of brown record. And he goes, That's look, right. somebody beat you guys. They they put a, a song out. And I was pissed. I was furious. Yeah, I remember. We wanted to be the first, right. you know, like course. Chicano rappers, right. man. And I was, I said they they heard our stuff. They copied. That's what right. I, you know, we right, were, of Because it's hip hop. It's competitive. Right. Even though they probably never did, but we being hip hop, right. it was uh, real competitive. I thought, man, Jay, you need to hurry up and get on this guy to hurry. And I don't know if you remember LAJ. I go records on the wall yeah. with, right. with uh, Vanessa Williams. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Mm -hmm. Right. And he was like, just hold off. He's going to put you guys out. He's going to put out Black Sheep, right. Spanish Fly, and some other guys. And uh, we couldn't wait, man. Dope, and and dope. Which, which ended up, Black Sheep did come out. You know, that group Black Sheep. And, okay. And yeah, we couldn't wait, man. We had to go anywhere we could, man, and put something out before it was too late. Okay, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the release date, uh, the album, and we're going to talk about a question that everybody wants to know, where is SA Rich Rock? All right. We good? We good. Okay. Cool. Once again, everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Rodian Radio here with my brothers from the Harbor area, Spanish Fly. Give us about 10 minutes. We'll be right back and we're going to answer all your questions. Where is SA Rich Rock? Yo, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Harbor area. Uh, there's a lot of rich history here. City of Wilmington, Carson, Long Beach, San Pedro, Torrance, Gardena, etc. cetera. Uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right back into it with Esa Daz, DJ Tricks, Spanish Fly. Um, 18 with the Bullet is recorded. Did you guys get picked up before you guys recorded it or after you guys recorded and then it was released? How did that work out? The whole when the, when the song got released, yeah, because yeah, I remember right? the single came out first before the album, correct? <clears throat> right. Okay. Uh, uh, did you guys get signed first and then did the song, or did the song first and then got signed? That was like a um, crazy. J jump in, Frank. Any situation? Time, huh? Nah, because 
the way it went down with that was not like, oh, we we got attorneys, we're gonna have the contract, we're gonna sign it. Uh-huh. It ain't go down like that. You know what I mean? So, in a way, you can say, speak up a as far bit as already. as far as being signed and all that kind of thing. Uh, okay, so are you trying to say that you guys didn't really have a deal? We we kind of had a deal, but it wasn't like totally official. Okay, let's just put it that you way. Wanna, you want you could elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, basically, we had our demos already everywhere, and, okay. and um, we were desperate because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, those other other guys coming out, we heard. Uh, well, uh, it was a lot of dudes. Lighter Shade of Brown and, and Frost. I remember my dad said, "This guy got he robbed you." Oh, yeah. Even though you know he didn't rob us, but uh, basically the style, you know, oh, it's yeah. like how when Easy came out, with Boys in the Hood. If someone sounded similar to him, people are going to say he robbed you, right? But uh, so we were desperate, man, and we were just like, uh, we knew this guy, and uh, he wanted to start a label. And we what were guy like, was this? Do you remember? It was uh, you talking about Murray? He was Murray. a teacher at uh, Carson High School. Okay, and he had a. Um, he had a label back then called Kingswood Records. Kingswood. Kingswood. Yeah, yes. and I remember because his classroom was a class where, like, we could all he, in the quad. <clears throat> you, if you wanted to listen to hip hop, he was playing hip hop. Okay. So all all the youngsters were always in there. Was this a, was this a, a gabacho? Black. Black dude, Black really? Dad, yeah. yeah. Okay. So his class was a was a hip class to go to because right. music was just playing. Okay. Hip hop and period. Okay. Whatever, right. So everyone was in there and. Yeah. We knew well. He, he came with records. We knew he had a label, so we he got our tape. We we showed him, and he was just like, "What the fuck?" He's, he was impressed, man. Okay. He was like, "Well, I'm gonna take God's studio tomorrow." Hmm. And he was. It was like that. Like he now, heard it, yeah. And he already knew what was happening, you know. And so when it got to him, I think thinking back, he was smart. You know, he was like, "Oh man, this is money." Okay. You know? Now, did he have any other artists before you guys? No, nope, no, not as far no. as Latino, no. Okay, and, and would you say it went down pretty much like that? Yeah, we kind of were trying to build something, uh, Spanish Fly. Okay, Familia Records. So, w- w- where did you guys end up recording that song at, or that whole album at? The whole. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Paramount Studio in um, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah, all of it. Who who who, who uh, put the money up for that? Murray did. Okay, yeah. and and what was the deal? Do you guys remember what the deal was? How many points was he gonna get? Or uh, I think we talked about it in the documentary. Okay, on Amazon Prime. Okay, well we'll get into that a little bit later. But just try to elaborate just a little bit, not to give too much away, so that people can watch the documentary. Because few people do know that you guys do have a documentary, and we right, will, right. we will push that. Right. But uh, uh, um, well, I, I will say the way I say it is like shout out to Murray because right he put a lot of money in my pocket. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, as far as points and all that, I can't, you know, you, know. The, you can watch a documentary for that, but, you know, shout out to Murray. Okay. You know, I, I will say this, that a, a lot of us Latinos, bro, when we start off in this, we just want to record. We just want to get our stuff out there. Right. And it's usually, and I'm not saying that this happened to you guys, but it happened with me that you trust. Right. And you don't really realize that you're getting robbed or you're getting taken or or you're not getting your fair share is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll say this, you know, and the, the reason I say he, he put money in our pocket, thinking back now, it probably wasn't what we should have got. Okay. Because you can, you might even have other artists come later that were under him and they'll tell you they got, they made some money. Like he would pay thousands for your projects. But thinking back about it, it's, you know, when you think about how much is sold and that, right? That's when you're like, damn, 
You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I got got because I could have made a whole lot more. Right. Doing it different. Anything you want to add to that, Frank? Uh, yeah, he's pretty much covered it. I mean, uh, we were just uh, we just say like sort of like Murray's the Jerry Howler of uh, Chicano <laughs> rap. Okay, well, I mean, he's he's the godfather of Chicano rap. I mean, other people want to claim it, but it was really fun. And it happens to be a black guy. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Heller was a white guy or Jewish guy. So, so he, I mean, we were there and we did what we had to do. We got our name out and, um, you know, we paid dues, but uh, everything panned out now that it's, you know, it's it's the 2019 now or 2020, whatever. So it pans out. Okay. You know, it's funny because I remember when Steve had his, uh, well, he was still selling at the Rodian Swami. Mm -hmm. And I remember he showed me the, white single and they had a picture of s rich rock on there oh, yeah. and he told me i'm moving this shit <laughs> he told me i'm yeah. selling the hell out of this shit and i said really he didn't know that i knew you guys yeah. you know but i said really he goes yeah i'm selling this one and i was like okay you know but it did sell now what the people want to say i didn't like that song or whatever it doesn't matter right okay it was selling right now let's talk about radio play okay how did that work out did you guys <clears throat> ever see any radio play Nah, I mean, if we did, I recall... Um, For that song at that time. 18 with yeah. a bullet. I remember, I remember the year, and I don't remember how we got on there, but I remember they played us on 99.1. Yep, right? 99.1. And, and it was a make it or break it kind of thing. Now, I don't know who was working there at the time, but... They staged our song. They were ready for it. Yeah. Like, they put it on, right? And then they were like, I remember, you have the I tape, the I tape. think. Blow the hell out of it, man. Pah, pah, yeah, yeah. Butt gunshots. And right. I was always kind of like, hmm, like, that's Haters. weird. Right. Like, how, like how you getting, how's our song getting shot up? And, I mean, they did a whole, like, stage for it. I oh. mean, we got the tape. So, that was the only radio play we got. So, it was 991 that played it, but then they blew the hell well, out of it. What was that radio station It's kind of funny. KGI, River, KGI, 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 KGI. No, no, the beat played it, too. I got that. Uh, oh, the beat played it, I got too? that snippet, okay. too. But I remember okay. Rivers, the, that Kate 991 one. Uh, out of Riverside. Yeah. Okay. And what, who was it up against? Do you guys remember? I don't think uh, it was. I think it was a Make It and Break It. It was like a Make It or Break It song. Oh, okay. So, it wasn't a song. It was just people call in. Yeah, yeah. Make It or Break It. You know what? Let me tell you but something. But it was selling like hotcakes out there, so. Yeah, people, see, I don't, I don't understand. Know. If you guys had fans, people were buying it, but the radio didn't like it. You know, one mm-hmm. thing, uh, I told you guys this before uh, we went live, that I can't see radio, Power 106, and I'm just going to say, Katie, right, right. being around another 10 years, bro. I, yeah. I just can't see it. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is the future, and I encourage you guys and everyone out there to start up their own podcast, start up their own radio station. Man. Right, right. Because you know what? Let's be honest. This bullshit that they play on the radio today, it just isn't music. Right. People may say you're just hating. You know, back then, we, we never used the word hating. We used the word jealous. We're right. not jealous of anything. We love hip hop. Right. But yes. this mumble bullshit that's out there right now <laughs> is right. not hip hop. You know, yeah. people say, well, music evolved. No, I don't think it, it evolved. I think right. it was changed on us. I yeah. think they, those people have the power to say, we're just going to change music, period. Right. And they just yeah. started throwing on these goofy bastards up there. <laughs> yeah. And that's what, that's what we got. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's what we got, you know. It's funny. And, and, and let me say this, okay. Us Latinos, okay, whether you're Mexican, uh, Guatemalan, Honduran, uh, Ecuador, whatever the case may be, we're all one, okay. Yeah. I created this so that we can have a voice. Yeah. Okay. So Because right now, let's be honest. In the Latino community, we really do not have a voice. No, I don't think okay? so. Okay, and when one of us starts to speak out, guess what happens? We have our one of our own try to shoot us down. Right. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then we wonder why no one has ever really climbed the ladder, huh? and those that have made it somewhat to the top, 
they either shoot everybody down or they want all the spotlight to themselves. Yeah, correct. That's where we're at as uh, as far as the Latino community. Yeah. So what I'm doing is this: I created this platform so that we can have a voice and that I could pre prepare, if you will, uh, a foundation. So when I'm no longer here, the next generation now has a voice because uh, a Tony A, a, a Spanish Fly, or whoever. Uh, created that lane for us to to be seen to finally be heard yeah. because we are the majority here we buy all yeah. the music right we attend all the concerts right right we, we buy all the apparel yeah and yet we're still somewhat on the outskirts of this thing that we call hip-hop yeah, yeah, no doubt you know so yeah. uh, uh forgive me for preaching but no, I, no, no, I, I had it in me and i had to say it you, you and i'm glad that you guys are here yeah. for me to yeah. have said it now uh um yeah. I said that because of what you said. You got your song got shot down or whatever. Yeah, I, got shot I believe that was the in, some radio bullshit. I think right, they did it. Probably you know, it seemed yeah. like it. Yeah. So, so now, um, how long now was that song out before S.A. Rich Rock pretty much went ghost? Did you guys uh, perform together? Yeah, we we did a yeah we did a show. A few, I think in. You had someone here, and they brought that up, uh -huh. and I remember being there. We, we, it was a uh, Citric. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, a matter of fact, I, me and Shotgun hit it off at the uh, when you when you were mentioning Shotgun and all that. Right. I'm like, damn, I met that fool at a show. Right. We did a show out there in up north. Frost okay. was there too. Okay. Yeah, I remember that show we rocked back then. Um, all right. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know after that. Uh, 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 did you guys do a lot of shows? Did you guys get booked a lot? Uh, um, what was the deal with that? It's it's kind of like the documentary. You got to kind of uh, see that, but it kind of like you kind of kind of say you know like it's not really the uh, music that would be appealing to play. Okay. At the moment, at that time, it was too yeah, it was a little too dirty. <laughs> I remember uh, we went to Thump Records, talked to Bill Walker, and he oh, said, yeah. no, 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 this is too. They you guys got to get out. This is too gangster. <laughs> really? Industry. We want uh, <laughs> we want uh, Latino rappers that are not Latino that are that yeah. gangster. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you that know, don't make sense. so it's, it was too, I mean, to do a song like 18 with a bullet uh, at a, at I mean, a, how is a white guy, Bill Walker from Dumb Records going to try to tell a Latino how yeah. not to be a Latino? Yeah, we want, we want gangster rappers that are not gangster, even though we weren't like super gangster, you know, but it's the music of it, the music of it, the mentality of, you know, shooting guns and, you know, it's, it's something you don't really want to play at a car show. Can you imagine somebody telling Dr. Dre, uh, can you take out the word fuck and add <laughs> luck you know it, yeah that just doesn't make sense yeah. you know what i'm saying so um so now here is something that's been going around for a long time and i heard of it mm -hmm. i never heard you guys say it but i heard the fans say it okay yeah why do people why do your guys' fans consider you guys to be and i want you to answer it first as mm -hmm. best your ability to, to your ability uh why do they consider Spanish Fly, Essay Rich Rock, the foundation to Chicano rap. What, 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 what do you think? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the fans. I, I know there's a big debate on that. Right. Um, I, as far as the whole, you know, the maybe the foundation of Chicano rap, I, I don't know. Maybe these. Speak up, brother. Game. I need people to hear this. No, I'm just saying, like, maybe they heard that stuff before they heard La Raza and all that. I okay. don't know. I mean, 
you know, I never claimed it. You know what I mean? Like, even Frank, like, we never were like, oh, we're going to be the dopest Chicano. Chicano. We were just making music, hip hop right. music. You know what I mean? Right. As far as this whole, you know, Chicano rap debate. Right. Who titled it and, and you know, who's the first. And I know that certain people claim to be the godfathers and all this and that. But I'm going to be real. Like, I never said that. But I think the fans, you know, they, they feel it or they know. I mean, right. they, okay. if, if I'm humbled by that. I'll just say that. Too. Okay. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. Uh, I think that th that's probably the hardest street shit they heard right. at the time. So there you go. You well, know, now, 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 real. What do you think your fans are saying, and not pointing to somebody else, but they say, uh, uh, "It's a rich rock, Spanish fly, uh, uh, Harbor area, Carson." You know what? Uh, Chicano Rap Foundation. What, what? Why do you think they say that? Uh, because it is. I mean, I just think it is. I mean. Uh, I got to give props to Richard, Richard and I, yeah, Rich Rock, club. because uh, he was ahead of his time. Bro. We had the vision to do something that uh, basically I remember seeing Duke of Earl. You ever see that? It's like a. Yeah. And I was like, this was like in 89. I was like, I want to be a mm -hmm. cholo now. I don't want to do music. I want to be a cholo now. I want to be from my neighborhood and right. uh, 89. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and I just envisioned hearing a, a song like six in the morning. Okay. Our, nice our boys team. in the hood, but cholo yeah. style. And I was like, Richard was the only rapper I knew. So I remember I told him, let's do it. Remember we were at Boo Boo's house? Oh, we were drinking 40s. <laughs> and I was like, I got this idea. We're going to use right. 18 with the bullet. Because I thought in my mind that was the most gangster sounding. Of course. And to us, uh, it was. Boo Boo. And um, I think, too, you know, you look at the history of Chicano rap. You look at Lighter Shade of Brown. Their first song was oh, yeah, TJ Knights. It was sort of like course, a kind of dance pop. song. Then you look at uh, Propados. Their first song was Mexican Power. It's sort of like uh, X-Clan, X -Clan, like Mexican Power, right. which was a dope song. It's dope. People thought that was us. So I was like, <clears throat> man, they're tight, but no. Right. Then Frost, he was like, this is for the raza, you know, green, white, and red. And, right. And then we had him with the bullet, which was Cholo Street. And That's I think analogy. when you relate Chicano rap, the culture, low writing, uh, way of talk, a way of dress, um, <laughs> your neighborhood, uh, all that Shotgun. together, it, it comes together and it's it's, okay. it's a new kind of art form. I, I, I don't know why they say that, but I'm honored that they do and right. we'll take that title. Okay, okay. I, I just needed to clear that up because a lot of people have said that about you guys. And uh, I know I needed to make it clear that it wasn't you guys going around bragging about it, but that's what the fans no. are saying. And I needed, to, I needed to shed a little bit of light on that because if I'm correct, I heard one of those tapes that was going around. I want to say either it was late 89 mm -hmm. or early 80. I mean, early or 90, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, when I started hearing that, uh, it made sense to me when people said, because they were probably possibly referring to those demos that were out on the streets. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And be. then when that song came out, it, it, it was fitting. You know, and even though this is not a battle, who takes the title? Because. Nah, nah. Once again, we're all one. I would like to think we're all one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's build this up together instead of telling people, I was the first, you're the last, I'm the godfather, you're the godmother, or you're the grandfather, or whatever. Okay? But uh, uh, let's build it and let's continue to move forward. So now, I'm going to start with you, David. Yeah. I know you're going to say, look at, look at the documentary, but we need to let the fans know. Before we push this documentary, when is the last time you actually talked or seen Essa Rich Rock? Man, um, I want to say 
probably last time I seen Rich was in mid maybe nineties. I mean, I okay, I'm so bad 90, with dates, bro. Okay, ninety four, ninety five. Would you nah, say a little, maybe a little after? Okay, or maybe like ninety four, ninety. And that was actually the first, the last time you seen him physically, correct? <clears throat> yeah, like seen him. Okay, I saw him on my block on Neptune Avenue. Okay, my homeboy Victor. Um, one of the houses right there we used to hang out a lot of the homeboys okay. would come through and his backyard we used to party you know okay. drinks Frank weed. last time I seen him was uh, it's been a while I'm pretty bad with dates too uh, I don't want to get it wrong but see uh, I'm older than you guys and I'm good with dates I'm bad uh, <laughs> I really don't I mean we actually yeah. when we did the documentary we kind of were there and he was just had left or something this was in okay. 2016 yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah. so I, I still have a good relationship with his brother Louie and um, Lulo. his dad, his dad's still there in Carson, Richard Anaya Sr. And, um, okay. uh, you know, a lot, a lot of it, I, I talked to him on the phone, Richard, and I was like, we're ready, you know, because Louis. When is the last time you talked to him now? Oh, man, it'd be 2003. Okay. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long well, time. What about you? Did you talk to him after that time you saw him? After that, I, I didn't talk to him, man. I'm, okay. Now, I mean, for the record, he is still alive, correct? He's alive. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah. Okay. When is the last time that you know, other than his his father or his brother, when's the last time anybody has seen him? Well, his dad sees him still, and uh, he goes by the house and stuff, you know, and and uh, yeah, they they still see him. Okay, is yeah, that's that's what we were trying quite, to get him on his film yeah, quite frequently, yeah. or once a month. He said he sees him. Yeah, maybe part two. Okay, yeah. or and and as far as you guys know, do you know why he decided just to? go away because it was almost let me tell you what i heard on the streets okay mm -hmm. it was almost like he just disappeared <clears throat> nobody knew where he was at mm -hmm. the last time i seen him i want to say it was 94 95 and he was right here on highest street okay and he was hanging around out here with the dudes from the east side right and uh he had shaved his head and i remember i just saw his ears uh, you yeah. know and they told me hey uh your boy's right there and I, at first i said who hmm. and he said your, your boy uh rich rock and I looked at him, and he had looked like he was uh, either wasted on, I don't oh, know man. if it was drugs or uh, uh, alcohol, whatever, but he just looked tore up. He was standing there wearing a white T-shirt. I think he was wearing, like, some Ben Davis. He had shaved his head or whatever. But that was the last time that I seen him in person, possibly around the time that you might have seen him. Could have been. And after that, it was almost like he just disappeared. Nobody knew, knew what happened to him. Yeah. And that's kind of like what this documentary is about. It's almost like the mystery of, a, if you will, a rapper that was in it to win it and then he just disappears yeah now let yeah. me and we start off with you do you know why possibly he just disappeared man I, you know none of us can really say it because we're okay. not in his head right? we think? can all make assumptions um for me you know because rich rock i mean i much loved rich man that guy he was a smart kid yeah, I mean, yeah. high school you know algebra two played baseball i was like damn I mean, he could he could do it all right you know? and but then i remember you know then you know he got someone pregnant and okay, family see, problems i'm just saying like the, when i'm thinking about it right. you know we were young we all smoked and you know some drugs drinking um so if you mix that with issues right. that you grow up just being a young guy a young kid you know what i mean teenage uh kid in your 20s and so for me maybe it just maybe it was a lot man you know, okay. kids and family, maybe family issues going on. Uh, to me, I, I think that that 
might have been a part of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Frank? <clears throat> uh, yeah, you know, Tony, I'm kind of visiting some old memories. Uh, you know, it, it it's a little deeper than just the music because, like, with me, David, and Richard, our friendship was a little more strong. It was, wow. uh, uh, we were really good friends, man. And um, when uh, you lose somebody, like, to, you know, to the streets like that, it's, it hurts. It's not just about the Spanish fly or the, or the music, man. It was, uh, it goes deeper than that. And, um, and uh, I just see like uh, like the, a lot of the songs we were doing, he started actually living out. Even though at the time we were yeah. talking about it, if he was saying you know smoking sherm or something, yeah. he, he didn't smoke sherm or or just doing crazy stuff, man. You know, and we started reaping it. I, I and I've seen that yeah. firsthand, man. A lot of stuff we were talking about coming to play in his life, and uh, and I, I kind of regret it, man, because because uh, I, I should have had his back. Okay. Yeah, we got caught up. But you know what, Frank? I mean, when you're young like that, though, you know, you, you don't know any better. Right. You know because I, mean? I, I do believe people knowing that song and people believing that uh, giving you guys that title of Chicano Rap Foundation, this could have went a lot farther. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. You know, do you think it might have been a um, case of a little bit too much too soon for him? Because, you know, there's a lot of youngsters that kind of blow the hell up. And I'm not saying he blew the hell up, but maybe... He felt the the weight on his back of the responsibility that he's got to go perform. He's got to come up with another record. Possibly, you said he, he, had, he had a kid uh, dabbling a little bit in drugs or whatever the case may be. That it was possibly a little bit too much. Yeah, I don't think he ever seen it really. Huh? He didn't really see the yeah, CD. The CD yeah. when we were done with the Trust No Man. I don't think he ever really even wow. got a copy. So he, did he? He was actually know. gone before that. He didn't, he, didn't, he, he didn't want nothing to do with it. He's like, ah, man, I don't care about that stuff. Now, now, At least that's how I felt. Right. Now, what yeah. do you, you think that was? Because when I met him, that's all he wanted to I do. Know. Oh, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so, all of us. It's crazy. So, so what do you think that turned? I don't know. That's why, like I, like I said, I only right. thing I could think about is all that shit. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that, what you mentioned, was part of it. Because, yeah, we had shows lined up with Cypress Hill coming up. I mean, that would have been huge, bro. You, you know, I have I, a flyer with it, you know? Uh, okay, I'm going to share something with you guys. The reason why I share that is this. I was 22 years old. I had already traveled the, uh, around the U.S., okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I had a, a nice Mercedes Benz. I had my own apartment at the time in uh, City Redondo Beach. I, lived, I used to live right by the beach, but it's a good year. I wanted to get away from the hood. I thought that that would fix me, okay? I had money. I had money in the bank. I was signed to one of the biggest record labels in the world, which was Disney. I was touring, Okay. Yeah. Uh, second to none, DJ Quick, AMG, right on. Uh, DJ High C. Yep. Okay. And I, I'll be quite honest with you, I, I already had two kids, and that was possibly <clears throat> my most depressing time ever of my life. You know what's yeah. crazy when you said that? Because, I mean, I've done shows after that, and my with this whole hip hop thing, the thing that I love the most is production in my studio. The tours, the shows that I did. Yeah. Right. I was lonely, bro. I don't. I don't really like it. Right. For me. Right. I don't know. Some people love it. Stage and I, I you know, it's funny. I, um, one of the artists that passed away that that really hurt me, believe it or not, was Prince. I love Prince. Oh, I, I love listen Prince. to Prince. I like him more than Michael. Okay. Man. Yeah, he, I read a quote from him that said this: that if I would have known that being rich and famous was gonna uh, cause me to be lonely, I would never have done it. All right. right. And it is a lot yeah. of times we think. That will give me that opportunity, give me that chance. You don't really know what's on the other side of the train nah. tracks, man. Nah. Because that was one of my most depressing times ever, yeah. bro. And yeah. and people used to ask me, why are you so depressed? You haven't. I was 22 years old. And for me, I thought it was a little bit too much too soon. Mm. You know so. what? That, that's true, though. Because that could have happened to Rich. Yeah. We don't know. 
That's a lot. Yeah, oh, everything ain't, ain't running on all four cylinders. True. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, there's some stuff that ain't right, and uh, you, you're hurting because of it. Because you know you're, you could, you're better than that, you know, yeah. as far as your production or, or performing or whatever it may be at the time. So you feel like, man, you can't stretch yourself all the way out for everybody. Yeah. I, I remember Alan Hughes. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Albert Hughes, the, the Hughes brothers. Yeah. They were putting together that Minutes of Society movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, uh, Albert Hughes, he contacted me and says, I need a track for uh, Minutes of Society. He drove all the way from his house to Redondo Beach. And I'll be honest with you, during that time that I was going through my little depression, if you will, drinking all the time, eating out all the time, buying clothes, uh, <laughs> buying shoes that I, I didn't even wear, you know, uh, he comes to my house. I totally forgot that he was coming. Knocks on my door, and I had nothing to play him. Mm. I had oh, nothing shit. to play him because I wasn't inspired. I wasn't motivated. I just had a lot, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that, that's why I kind of bring up that possibly might have been, or maybe he was afraid of change. I don't know. You yeah, know? That's, a, that's like but a mystery. Man. Yeah, it, 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 it would be awesome, and it would be amazing if one day you guys actually ever get back together again because I, I do know you guys would get booked. I do know you guys would get booked. So, but anyways, um, before we go to break, we know that there was, uh, we're just going to touch on it before we go to break. We'll elaborate a little bit more on it when we come back. But there was a documentary done on Spanish Fly, which I thought was very, very interesting. And it was uh, uh, directed by Jamal, uh, uh, what's his last name? Holland. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Holland. Jamal Holland. Jamal, Jamal Holland, Holland, yes. Yeah. USC graduate, yeah. took an interest to this story and said, we're going to get a budget and we're going to uh, uh, do a documentary. Yes. And, right. and, and I want to say this, okay? Appreciate this is not that. a Mexican guy. This is a brother. Right, right okay? on, yeah. Much love, And man. he took interest in this story. Yes. Okay? <laughs> and I'm thankful for people like that, you know, to shed light. Because I know he had uh, shared with me one time that there were people asking him, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jamal, what is a black guy doing with a bunch of Chicanos or doing a documentary mm. on Chicanos? <laughs> right. He thought it was interesting. Right on. You know, and the documentary is out. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yes. Yep. And it's uh, self-entitled, self-titled Spanish Fly. Spanish right? Fly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, elaborates more on you, uh, tricks, and Essay Rich Rock. Yes. Right. Okay. It's about how long would you say? 20, uh, 20 some minutes? Yeah, half an minutes? hour almost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. About a half an hour almost. I remember because I was there when you guys uh, premiered it at USC. Right. Right. And I thought it was great. I just thought it should have been a little bit longer. You know, because you guys are just barely, you know, getting your feet wet. Yeah. But yeah, you guys yeah. had to do it according to the budget. Right. I get it. Okay. And, and I do want to say that we appreciate you. Say a little bit louder, brother. You're I appreciate you, Tone, for being in, in yeah, the documentary. Because yeah. well, we reached out to people, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's what you what you talked about before, why the Latino or Chicano doesn't blow up because of certain situations like that. So I appreciate you for being in it. All, all good, brother. Because yes. I know you. I know the guys, when I mentioned them, you reached out to them, and they pretty much just told you no. Yes. Okay. That they're irrelevant in the hip-hop. Yeah, and, you know, and these are Chicano rappers. Yes. We are supposed to be one. We are supposed to be united. We are supposed to make an impact, and yet we shoot each other down by right. not helping each other. Yeah. Like, I never understood that. I don't. The people that do make it, like I told this one guy, you know what? I created this platform so that we can have a voice. This one guy said, I already have my voice. And I said, in this game, there are no Lone Rangers, bro. <laughs> uh, I said, yeah. you know what? We all get to where we're going to get to with somebody else. Somebody else helps us along. Right. You know, but many of us just want to do our own thing. You know, yeah. look, bro, 
I'm I'm 51 years old. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. So as much as people that I can right help, real. That's real. I'm going to do it. Right on. You know, I want to lay a foundation for for the next generation to come in, so that now we have open doors and we have a voice. Yeah. But so many people just want to keep it to themselves. I, I'm not going to do that, bro. I have history. I have a lot more history than a lot of people know. But I never go around tooting my own horn. Right. Right. You know. But at the end of the day, like you said, we can claim whatever. But at the end of the day, the fans are going to say what they right. feel. Yeah. You're yeah, right, bro. Sir. You're right. Okay, you guys. Uh, we'll be right back with that. Uh, once again, oh, somebody asked me, what did my shirt say? It wouldn't be LA without Mexicans. And that's the truth. Okay, you <laughs> could ask anybody. Wouldn't be LA without Mexicans. There's Mexican guys from Wilmington, the Harbor area. Uh, we put Harbor area on the map. Um, uh, we'll be back with Spanish Fly, Echa Daz, uh, Tricks. Talk a little bit more about the documentary, what they're doing now, what their plans are for the future. So... Uh, hang tight, text somebody, call somebody, let them know. And my boy, Mr. G from the city of Wilmington, Lawless, is going to be coming up soon. So stay tuned. Yo, welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio. Um, somebody had texted me earlier and had asked me, Tony A., he said, um, who have you ever worked with, you know, as far as Chicano rappers? Let me say this. In the mid-90s, uh, I started working with Mellow Man Ace. Well, that's not Chicano rap. Somebody would say that. I understand that. I work with Frost. I work with Little Rob, Slow Pain, uh, Nino Brown, uh, my boy Lawless, JB. I got songs with her that you know were never ever released. I got songs with Tina Marie that were never released. <clears throat> I worked pretty much with every Chicano rapper in the 90s. Many of the songs never came out. Many of the songs I still have on two-inch reels that never came out because either I never got paid or they never got a record deal. But I work predominantly with all of these Chicano rappers. So those who don't know my history, before you speak, first, you know, ask somebody, okay? Don't make any assumptions, you know? But uh, I work with black rappers. I work with Mexican rappers. I work with everyone and I welcome everyone. Most people just think uh, all I ever did was high C. And uh, for the record, I just wasn't High C's DJ. I actually produced that whole album. Everybody gave DJ Quick the credit. I produced that record. I'm not your puppet, sitting in the park, Froggy Style, Leave My Crows Alone. On the second album, I produced half of it, okay? I went out to produce songs with Folsom, a group from Long Beach. Uh, uh, from here, my boy Lawless, and we're gonna get into all that. But just for the record, I had to clear that up in case somebody, you know, uh, still wondering, you know, anyways. Back with uh, Spanish Fly, it's a dad's DJ Tricks. I had to say that, bro, because uh, for some reason, there were people that always like to go on YouTube, and I guess it floats their boat to say, what the <laughs> hell have you done? You know, when uh, you can actually Google me or look at my Wikipedia, look at my history, and find out that I'm not a new guy. You know, yeah. I've been around this business for a long time. I just don't like going around bragging about it. It's unnecessary, you know. So now... Uh, uh, how long ago did your documentary drop? Uh, damn. 2016? Yeah. 2016, yeah. Okay, 2016, and it's available now on Amazon Prime. The reason why I want to promote it is because a lot of people still have not heard of it. Right. And I believe it's important right. to the, not only to the Chicano rap culture, but to other people that may be interested in this story of uh, uh, Rich Rock, Daz, and Tricks that... By your fans, you guys are considered Chicano Rap Foundation. You guys are not saying it, but your fans are. 
and it has been documented. There's not a lot of documentaries that you could find on, if you will, yeah. Chicano rap on Amazon Prime or on Netflix. There right. isn't. Right. So this is their opportunity to, to <clears throat> go on Amazon Prime and look up uh, Spanish Fly right. and to view your guys' uh, documentary. And, and right. I, I believe they'll be blessed by it because I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and something to point out, you know, Jamal, you mentioned Jamal and then Dave was part of it. Another good thing that what you'll see when you watch it, it's not your typical, like if there is other Chicano documentaries or whatever, I think ours is unique because it just shows the story right. of us growing up and just music, you know right. what I mean? Talking about music and like you said, Rich Rock looking for him and just a friendship right. with music. And it's not about, we're not in there, you know, busting calves, shooting, having everyone faded. Right. It's not that type. Right. Yeah. You know? right, right. That's what I like. I like the way it was made. So right. props to, you know, right. Jamal and the crew. Yeah. Dope, dope. Anything you care to say about the way it turned out? Other than I know we all agreed, and I'm sure yeah. Jamal agrees too, that it should have been a little bit longer, but that's as far as the budget took took, took yeah. you guys. Right. Well, yeah, shouts out to Jamal Holland for uh, putting it together. Um, he's seen like a short clip I did on YouTube back in 2007. He's like, we need to make a film out of this. And uh, I think it's good because uh, it tells our history more in depth. And, it, uh, it, you know, it's touchy to me. I've only seen it a few times because uh, I'm revisiting those old memories right. and feelings. And uh, and there's footage and pictures of S.A. Rich Rock on there, Yeah, correct? yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's good, man. It's a real good film. I'm glad uh, we were able to, to get that thing done, man, and, and document okay. that part of the foundation of right. Chicano Rap, too. Because, like you said, there's not a lot of films out there like that. Right. So mm -hmm. we already got it out, so now people can't rewrite it. Dope, yeah. dope. Okay, now somebody asked me, uh, who's the original Spanish Fly? Well, we know that there's only one. That's right. U3 uh, with S.A. <clears throat> Rich Rock. But I know they're probably referring to that after somehow when you guys went your separate ways, I know you started up uh, a Spanish Fly as well. Right. Okay, uh, can you, uh, who was a part of that? Well, with that, well, first I got to say, you know, being part of the group with Rich Rock and Frank, uh -huh. I just thought it was something classic you know so i wanted to keep going keep it going so i got uh i got my boy fino rest in peace that was part of the group okay um i got johnny d okay big ups to john and d i'm producing his ep right now he's from wilmington okay and uh you know the way i met him was that people would just tell me hey this kid this guy from wilmington he's dope you know his lyrics he's tight but so i heard him put him on the on the crew and then I had Ace, which is my nephew, okay. who's part of the group. So I kind of kept it going. Okay. Yeah. So that do you think that's probably why they're referring to which one's the original? No, nah, I think uh, it's something else. I think it's another. It, there's another, I guess there's a guy that rapped and they named themselves OG Spanish Fly or something like that. Okay. Because yeah, hmm. that's been going around. <laughs> but what, what, what do you think? Because I, I do see somebody named OG Spanish Fly. I didn't know if that was a part of your camp. I don't know if that was something. It's not. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I never heard the music. Okay, yeah. It's not. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, never, I never actually really even heard no Chicano rap. Okay. I think I heard uh, Conejo or someone like that. Okay. I mean, I think, yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. But I never really, uh, yeah, I think I heard a couple songs by Little Rob, uh, Summer Nights or something. Yeah, Rob. Some of Daz's stuff, the new stuff. I never really, uh, I'm more like New York. Okay. You know what I'm now, saying? No, no, I, I want to touch on that, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when this thing started, when I say this thing, your crew, Spanish Fly, okay? Your rapper had a New York style, okay? 
hip hop mm -hmm. came from New York, from right. you know the Bronx, right. you know, uh, and 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 I've been there, the Cool Herc's, uh, if you will, apartment complex building where hip hop began. Right. Okay. Awesome. I've been there. To, to me, that's kind of like the the Garden of Eden for hip hop. Oh, Everything man. blew flowed out oh, of there. I right? know it. You okay. Know and it touched all of us over here. Oh yeah. Now, when you guys started, that genre or that title wasn't out. Chicano rappers, okay. Mm -hmm. Back then, with all due respect to him, uh, they didn't even call Frost uh, Chicano rap. He was right. just a rapper. Ladder right. Brown, they were just yeah. rappers. Right. right. And I get that. I, I know that you guys are Chicanos and you guys are producers, rappers, etc. If they want to give you that title, I know, I know you guys embrace it. You guys don't have a problem with that. No. Right, right, right. But the point that I'm trying to make is that it wasn't referred to Chicano rap back then. So I kind of get it when you say, I like East Coast. I like this because yeah. that was your upbringing, oh, yeah. right? Most you know, definitely. and when you talk to the majority, the majority of Chicano rappers today, you know, they'll tell you, "Oh man, my my foundation was KRS. It was Rakim. Yeah. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Some people say. I remember I talked to Frank V, and he told me it was like uh, Scarface. Yeah. It was oh, Ice yeah, Cube. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we didn't have other Chicano rappers right. or other to, to look up to. Right so on. we had to create our own lane, if you will. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I understand it when people people just call it Chicano rap. I, I get it. And I'm all for that. But uh, when you guys started, my point is, yeah. you guys were never called yourselves. No. We're a Chicano group. No, I mean, I, I don't remember. It's called, I mean, we grew up on, you say, KRS-One. Uh, I remember Schoolie D. Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember you had that record, and, uh, that that twelve inch record. LL's first two Sick, albums you know? and all that. I, I mean, I was a kid. I wanted to be from New York so bad, bro. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I did. Right, I, yeah. I'll never deny that. Yeah. Schoolie D was one of the hottest records that I, I like. We had right. some some guys out here rapping it though. Like uh, I mentioned, Knights of the Turntable and uh, yeah. Egyptian Lovers first stuff. Right. And Ice T and uh, was it Knights of the Turntable on TV or something like that? They had a local show, Carson uh, Channel Monday, or something. Monday Night Fresh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, and that was our upbringing. That's it. Yeah. So when people. When people consider you guys Chicano Rap Foundation, do you guys embrace that? Are you guys okay with that? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I don't have a problem with it because... Even though it's gangster rap, but yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it because to me, to me, it's like, um, you know, the, I'll never say, ah, oh, fuck this and that. I, I, personally, for me, I won't because, you know, those fans kind of, yeah. in a way, made us who we are. So for me, I embrace it. You know, yeah. we weren't, we didn't set out to create that. Oh, we're first right. Chicano. No, we're you know, but to me, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I'm you not going to diss it. You know what I mean? Uh, I saw an interview when Jerry Heller and Yella, DJ Yella, were on Geraldo Rivera, uh -huh. and DJ Yella said, "Is you? They can Google this." Mm. He said, "We never called it gangster rap." Right. He said the media did. He said, "Yeah, to, yeah." For us, it was just reality rap. Reality rap. Right. Yeah. And that's right. what it was. Yeah. I mean, reality rap too was also the message Grandmaster Flash oh, and the yeah. Right. Five. Yeah, right. I mean, that was our that was our shiznit right there, you know. But um, anyway, so now what is Daz working on today? Uh, what can people expect from you? Um, a lot of production. I'm working on my own projects right now. Um, wow. But big shout out to uh, my boy Johnny D mm -hmm. of Spanish Fly. I'm working on his EP. Okay. So I got, I'm working on that. I'm working on, there's this kid out of Carson named Shady Lokes. Okay. Big ups to Shady Lokes. Yeah, Shady Lokes. I met him a couple of times. Yeah, I'm working on his project. I'm um, doing some songs with him. Um, and then my own projects that, that okay. I got coming out. And then um, I got some stuff like there's a, um, there's there's like a production class that I that I have going on in oh. schools. 
you know it's, it's it's showing kids how to make production and stuff like that and it's already in, in the school okay i'm gonna say it live right now because he's here I, I i want you to hook up with uh misfit soto no doubt which to me is probably the hardest the hardest uh i'm just gonna say the hardest mexican right now on, in production Dope. period <clears throat> I, I, I you know what i don't people ask me, well what is it you like about him you think he's the best the greatest and i was like <laughs> no he's just different nice he is just different and i love that about him uh i went to the studio hang out with him and he was playing me some beats and i was like damn dude like that shit was That's fire, tight, bro yeah. a, a real producer will not get upset or get mad or jealous or critique but say that shit was dope man and nice. he knows that i need you to hook up with him but yeah, nice now frank yeah what can people expect from you are you working on any kind of projects? Oh man, constantly, man. SavingSoul.com, Saving Soul Records, uh, Jamal Holland's album, Golden Gates coming out. Uh, Jamal all... Holland is rapping? Oh yeah, we, we had yeah, a couple bars. of already. We got music videos on YouTube. Uh, I got my own studio, like like David does, you know, so like, we're just constantly in there, man. It's all fun, Love you know, yes. like, we, yeah. we try to do a song every three months, but sometimes that don't work out because of life, but uh, uh -huh. you go to the website, you'll see there's about 12 albums on there you know through the years coming out so much stuff i, I couldn't even mention everybody right now i'm leave everybody's name out but okay. um i stay in there man i stay in there okay that's what i do i stay in there producing and and just having fun with it see and, and that's where that's where hip-hop started was by having fun oh, yeah. yeah that's what i miss about hip-hop when hip-hop was fun <clears throat> today how many views can you get yeah how many likes can you get uh, uh what's the weirdest shit you can come up with you know <laughs> that's where we're at today you know yep you know people always tell me hey man did you hear about so-and-so he's dope mm -hmm. here's what i always like to say if there was no social media what i have ever heard of him and the majority of the time to say no yeah that's right yeah so that's you know what true. not only did people uh mm -hmm. pioneers lay the foundation for this new generation but i just Hope that this new generation shows a little bit of gratitude to the people that laid the foundation because you're eating because of these guys. Yeah. You know, you're performing yep. because of these guys. And you guys are the ones that think you're the hot shit. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you know, and, and I don't I don't down them, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. No, you're you know? right. And and I see a lot of guys eating and I'm happy for it. You know, yeah. if, if we were a part of like setting that you know stage for them hey all love yeah, you know yeah because that's that's the point it all works well, what were you gonna say you, you have something on your mind oh no no i was just gonna say you know um something you said future you know that i would love to to work on is like a movie okay spanish fly the movie yeah you so were i gotta you. put that out there now yes. you know? spanish fly the movie yeah, that's i'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen okay any any other shout outs you want to give where can people reach you i know we have your instagram up on the screen yeah and, um, uh, I have a website, esedaz.com. Okay. How do you spell it? Just E-S-E-D-A-Z.com. E -E okay, yeah. okay and, that's uh, what and you can YouTube, you. YouTube also. Okay, YouTube. Uh, SavingSoul.com. And give a shout out to my son. He's uh, 27 now, uh, FC Sounds mm. or FC3. He's uh, making some dope beats. That's working good. with some people from Idle Vibes from, uh, I think they're from Carson, right? Yeah. He's got some hot yeah. stuff. He's got some fire, yeah. man. Like Check reggae. out his uh, Instagram, FC3. <clears throat> FC3. And uh, yeah, Wall Down, my, my boys from uh, from uh, Lamita and um, man, all kind of guys. See, I don't know why I even threw them out there, but I got all kind of stuff coming out, man. Constantly. Got to stay with the fire. And Anything got, else you want to say before? Yeah. Just MD. MD, uh, my nephew. He does like that new EDM music and shit. Okay. He's pretty dope, but it, I just want to shout him out because he hooks up my studio. He did my wiring 
all that the kid is just nice on just you know uh, um, empty okay I'm gonna ask you a question and it's probably gonna give him time to think about it okay but I'm gonna ask you one question before we get out of here and uh, my boy Lawless is is here he's been impatient he's drank like six beers already (laughs) and he wants to invite just playing Uh, give me your favorite song that has been out this year damn this year this year give me one song they making me think hard this year this year be a new song yeah hurry up man you got about 10 seconds damn i can't i can't really name you a song i could tell you an artist i listen to okay dave east okay like his music frank you got me on that one man (laughs) i know what you're trying to prove but nah (laughs) i'm still stuck on that old stuff man okay you know somebody usually asks me what do you bump today i was bumping the vapors there you go that's hot there you go so anyways okay you guys um once again spanish fly documentary amazon prime and since we're on documentaries this is the third week that the rodeo mixtape documentary has been out you could you could reach it at or, or down uh stream it at documentary.com the uh, the response that we have been been getting has been overwhelming epic five stars uh three hours but i want more etc so i want to encourage you to go check it out i even told this one guy if you don't like it i'll even give you your money back and uh he messaged me back and told me that he loved it so i just want to encourage you guys to learn a part of west coast hip hop the uh, if you will this was done in memory of steve yano honoring him uh the rolling swami in the city of gardena uh directed from a kid i'm no longer a kid but uh from a kid that grew up in the city of wilmington who had dr dre ice cube easy e quick high c all come to his house to rap on my mixtapes and now we have brought this onto the screen if you will uh unlimited streaming and I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. So I encourage you once again on the apparel. This will eventually, I think in a couple of days, this shirt will be on uh, my website. Wouldn't be LA without Mexicans. And that's just the truth. We all know who said that. So um, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to come back with Mr. G from Lawless. Take us away, Johnny boy. <laughs> 